Assalamu alaikum. With Ramadan just around the corner, there's no better time to get on Zahir, founder of the Fasted 500. It's a cycling challenge based in the, in the month of Ramadan to encourage Muslims and non to keep fit and active during the month. In its inception last year, over 100 people took part, including myself. I imagine it's only going to grow from here. So, sit back and let's hear what inspired him. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Gapped podcast. I have with me the founder of Fasted 500, Zahir. How are you doing? Assalamu alaikum, Junaid. I'm very well, thank you. Alhamdulillah. Where are we? You're in my living room. How did you get here? Yes, welcome to my humble abode. No, but which city are we? Oh, you're in the cultural capital of the southwest, Junaid. That's yeah. otherwise known as Swindon. So I was just thinking, like, we've got a excellent uh, cycling challenge come out from Swindon. Swindon's not really known for cycling, so how did you get into it, cycling that is? Um, so I got into cycling, I guess, um, in my teens. I'd spent, I wasn't really into like video games and stuff like that, and I'd spend most of my evenings and summers like in the local woods with my friends with our BMXs and building dirt jumps and getting rad and getting grazes and stuff like that really yeah before before the time of like social media and things like that so you've kind of answered the first question how long you've been riding so that's well uh, i won't give away your age but a that's very long time alhamdulillah yeah but in that time you've never owned a carbon road bike is am i right yeah absolutely yeah and that's not because i'm a retro grouch or i have anything against carbon or anything like that it's just so happened that steel bikes and things have generally taken my fancy and what um, what do you ride now it's so, interesting yeah so i've got i've got two bikes at the moment um one of them is a custom steel road bike uh made by a frame builder in bristol called clandestine um and the other one is a i guess you could say a gravel bike on steroids really or an atb as i like to call them um and that's a, a surly ogre ATB standing for all-terrain all-terrain bike yeah and uh, how wide are the tires because I've seen it and it's yeah mental. It's, it's got capacity for three inch but I use um I've got 2.6s on there which are like super plush but less draggy than three inch yeah fair enough so you've uh let's just say your family's extended recently alhamdulillah yeah, um, and uh, so how was your riding prior to that how, how what kind of riding did you do mostly and then how has that changed yeah so i think after the whole bmx thing when i got back into cycling in my um i guess in my late i'm in my mid-30s now i'm not i'm not too precious about my age um so i got into cycling i was into mountain biking so before kids and stuff um, you'd have generally more spare time. So I would um, often drive to trail centres, Swinley Forest or Bike Park Wales or Kumkan. Um, and so mountain biking was, was something that I'd really enjoyed just because you'd kind of get away from cars and the scenery in Wales and things is absolutely just breathtaking. So I had a full, full suspension, um, Orange 5. The kids came along, time becomes more of a priority. So I like the concept of adventure riding if you will because you can just open your front door and off you go and in Swindon um, we're quite lucky to live on really the footsteps of the Ridgeway National Trail so lots of kind of gravelly chalk rides off-road stuff okay. yeah it's lovely so um, let's get straight into it then uh, Fasted 500 what is it 
So um, the Fasted 500 is a, a Ramadan cycling challenge which encourages those who observe Ramadan to cycle 500 kilometers over a, over the month. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So 500k, that's about, what, six, no? 17 a day. 17 a day. Mm. So, okay. yeah. So the point being is that it's not a big macho, macho, bro type <laughs> event. It genuinely seeks to kind of include people from our community who like may feel ex like excluded from other genres of cycling and you know 17 kilometer 17 kilometers a day should be achievable for somebody who um is a casual cyclist really so yeah. if for someone who hasn't done this before and is fairly new or doesn't cycle very often is mm. it is it safe to ride 500 kilometers while fasting yeah i think um if you haven't been on the bike in a long time um, it's probably worth not diving straight in. Okay. Even though it should be only about an hour a day, I would recommend you kind of get some practice miles in and just to get your fitness levels up generally. Yeah. Once you're feeling a bit more confident about that, then I, I think it should be achievable. But um, my wife's the doctor and not me. Yeah. So, so one thing I would add is check out our website for our health advisory. It's just common sense, really. So... Um, if you're taking medication or you're expecting um, or you're not in the best of health, then uh, we'd suggest giving the challenge a miss. I mean, ultimately, it's not a sunnah. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. One thing that I like to say is the fact that if this fasted 500 will take you away from other obligatory acts in yeah. Ramadan or somehow you're finding that, I don't know if this, people do this, but you're riding a lot and actually neglecting other more important aspects of Ramadan just give it a miss yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh, so second year now alhamdulillah mm. um, what's different about this year than last year ah, so good. I've seen a new logo yeah <laughs> yeah starters. so we've got we've got the new refreshed like 2022 like Roundel and logo who designed that, that that's yeah. it looks fantastic yeah so there's a there's a chap called Chris um, from um, his Instagram handle is Araf CC. What does Araf mean? Araf means I've seen it all slow over. in Welsh. Oh yeah, yeah I've seen it all over. Yeah. So he's like an advocate for um, party pace cycling, if you will, kind of steady adventures, which is quite refreshing actually, because I tend to find that the predominant narrative tends to be um, super, super fast, fast, um, which is great. And I, I think everyone should be catered for, but having that kind of mellow vibe to it is is pretty cool yeah so chris is a really talented designer so um i worked in collaboration with him in terms of giving him an idea of what i'd like the roundel to look like this year we've kept the same colors as last year and so the colors represent like the gradual transition from like sunrise to sunset so you've got oranges and purples um and obviously that's important for us because that punctuates two ends of the day that are really quite important during Ramadan. Um, but this year, yeah, we've kind of augmented that with some Islamic geometric patterns. Um, I've seen it, I like it. Yeah, I like it because um, it it demonstrates like the rich history that we have. Um, and Islam isn't a monolithic um, religion. There are many facets to it, including the arts. And I find that 
sometimes that gets lost in mainstream narrative. So, um, and also, yeah, it just looks cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, back to what's different other than the round door is mm. the challenge is the same effectively. Challenge is the same, yeah. So it's again, it's five hundred kilometers over the month. Um, I guess the only real changes are that um, we've got some sponsors. We've got some different like headline sponsors this year. Okay. Um, so this year we've got uh, Rafa UK on board, oh, wow. okay. which is uh, which is lovely. Um, and we've also got Brother Cycles, who are um, frame builders. They um, are. They're, well, yeah. they're an independent kind of family-owned uh, bicycle business based okay. in the UK. Um, they they've got a range of different types of frames from like track and road to gravel um and um they also host like events throughout the year like bike packing type okay. events so brother in the world or something brother in the wild yeah exactly yeah. so that's due to take place two weeks after eid in okay. dorset are you going um i'm going to be going but just for the day okay alhamdulillah. yeah just for the day inshallah um so that's i had my first taste of it last year it was really really good anyway so brother cycles are another one and we've got wizard works um they're on board the first time as they well, were right? yeah so they've been kind of a day one uh advocate of fasted 500 and harry and v are yeah i guess bag makers extraordinaire mm-hmm. and just really really lovely people um so that's our three headline sponsors um we've also got um another prize to give away but we'll be releasing details of that um, in the not too distant future. So, yeah. with these companies on board, um, what, are they providing the prizes? Is is that what? Yeah, you're... yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we're going to have. So, the competitions are currently listed on our website. Um, we're going to have um, some prizes from all of them. Uh, we're going to be giving details away shortly, but. Obviously, from WizardWorks, you can imagine it'll be a, a set of bike packing bags. You don't probably need to be a genius to realise yes. that. Um, but there's some really exciting kind of experience-based prizes this oh, year, wow. okay. as well as kind of physical things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think the experience-based prizes are really good and sometimes overlooked Definitely. because they remove one of the barriers to entry Absolutely. when it comes to events by for example, giving you free tickets, yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Particularly for, for Muslims, and I'm speaking for myself, someone before last year who hadn't been to any of these events, um, taking that first step can be like the most daunting. Absolutely. And once yes. you've done it, you kind of think, blimey, that yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Like and then at the same time, you're like, why aren't more people... And it, you, it switches, a, uh, like a switch turns yeah. on. Like, it's like, we should have more people here at 100%. such and such event. And it's yeah. like, uh, but then that was you or me two years ago. 100%. You know I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. We, you become like an evangelist for it because yes. you've kind of seen the light, so to speak. Yeah. And you're kind of thinking, hold on a minute, how come there aren't any other brown Absolutely. or black people here? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I like what you're doing personally. Like you're bringing, you're bringing that to your page, which then gets spread across the community, which is really good. I hope it? so, yeah. And I tried to take like quite an authentic... Um, like an authentic stance or view because I, I genuinely tend to find that on social media as is in life there tends to be um especially in the muslim space it can come across quite cliquey like maybe inadvertently it can come across like quite cliquey whereby you need a beard of a certain length to be able to participate or you feel as if you need to do that or if you may not be the most practicing person in the world, it may come across as a bit you don't, you're not worthy enough to participate in certain conversations. Whilst 
I think with the Fasted 500, I try to make it like genuinely inclusive. Like, yeah. and the point being that Muslims who may otherwise feel alienated or who may not regularly go to their masjid, you know, who may just go on the Eids, for example, um, I want them to feel as if that's a space where, like, they're welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. They're still part of the community. They're still part of the community, right? If someone says, La ilaha illallah, who am I? Like, who am I to judge? Like, what else? Like, you know, they say that you should only, um, um, you should only um, be concerned about someone's salvation once you're certain of your own. (laughs) Yeah, which is never. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. Right? And hopefully that brings more more people along because the messaging is authentically just come yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good on you um how many took part in the first first year so Ooh, so the first first year um we 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 ordered 100 roundels okay it's a bit of an experiment for me yeah so um and we sold all of them so so for the listeners if you complete this challenge mm. uh, whether you win a prize or not mm. You get access to buy a roundel, a fasted yeah. five hundred roundel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. like, like. And what's a roundel? Sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. So so basically, it's like um Rafa's festive five hundred. I think they've stopped doing the, the physical roundels now. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rafa would give you one free, which is lovely. But I'm afraid. I'd what is a roundel? It's a roundel. It's a woven patch. Okay. So it's like what you would get from swimming lessons back in the day when yeah. you've when you've swam twenty five meters yeah, or something, yeah. um, but. I soon found in the world of cycling that seems to be the universal language of cyclists. People collect them, you know, the scruffy bike packers will badge of honor as well. Sometimes, yeah, Yeah. it's like a badge of honor. People stick them on their fridge or whatever. Um, So it's a little, it's a little roundel. It doesn't have much monetary value, but it's it's quite nice and it's quite a pretty looking thing. So yeah, so um, people who complete the challenge are entitled to purchase one of those. They go live in our online shop. I think I'm going to open the online shop mid-Ramadan this year. Okay. Last year, I opened the, the shop like a day before Ramadan and all the orders came in and then I have uh, like, loads okay. of stuff yeah, to yeah. do. So I want to make my life easier this year a little bit by people can order them a bit sooner if they wish or if there's people like Mustafa, um, our Mauritanian friend who completed it in eight days or something wow. crazy last <laughs> yeah, year, then yeah. he doesn't have to wait until the end of the month before he can purchase his. Um, so yeah, around all is just a simple woven patch seem to be common theme amongst cyclists and you can purchase those um once you've completed the challenge and one thing i would add is allies of the fasted 500 so those people who may not be muslim ramadan may not be cup their cup of tea they are also entitled to purchase them after eid yeah by which time those who have completed the challenge and have done the hard yards can get first dibs on them oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah but you didn't answer the question how many completed the first year? Oh, oh so we, we, sold, we sold 100 roundels. Oh, you so sold yeah, all 100. Yeah, yeah, sold okay. 100. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, how many do you expect to complete this year? Oh, oh no. wait, wait, before we go into that, mm. um, were there in- international people taking part? Yeah, there were loads, yeah. So we had... Um, so you had to ship them out? Is that we right? had to ship them oh, out, wow. yeah. Okay. So one thing I've learned this year is to adequately cater for international postage because <laughs> last year I had, to, I had to bankroll some of it because it was just the first time that I yes. was doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we had people... Um, from loads of people from Malaysia. Oh, really? Like loads. There seems yeah, to be yeah. a big contingent, obviously, oh, of like Muslim Russia, cyclists yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, um, So Malaysia, in the US, in Europe, Australia we had. 
yeah, just loads. Seems to be kind of a global thing that people Australia, can, yeah. Yeah, uh, Australia. Okay. Yeah, people can just get on board with, really. Absolutely. So mm. um I imagine it's gonna take off, but you've only ordered two hundred this year. Two hundred is plenty. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think two hundred is plenty because it's harder to get people to part with their cash than one would oh, it's than one four, would five quid. No. It is five pounds, I know. And some of it goes to, and we'll go into that. Like uh, mm. uh, some of it goes to charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I, th- I think two hundred will be plenty. No, I think inshallah. my my gut instinct is that this year, you know, inshallah, we'll get say one hundred and fifty participants, and then that will open up fifty for for others. But long and short of it is, look, if I've massively underestimated, I can easily get another batch made yeah, up within a few know. weeks of Eid. So yeah, n- nobody's going to be left out. What was the general response from the Muslim community mm. when you first rolled it out? And, it was uh, good. Yeah, yeah, it was as if people were waiting, like, waiting for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like that. Right. I was like, when you messaged mm. me, it was like, what? Yeah. Why has something like this not come before? Yeah, you know, it was like, yeah. it was like. Yes, good on you, mate. Yeah, I just thought it's like we have so much like talent in our midst, yeah. like amongst our community. Yeah, yeah. Massively like talented community, amazing people like in our midst. And it seems as if like, you know, if you build it, they will come, right? Generally speaking. Yes. So it's often having uh, the wherewithal to like get something off the ground. Um, and people will just, people will come to it. So yeah, we've had like day one supporters. We've had people really enjoying it getting on board with it um people who aren't really even like cyclists but are just muslim and just like the community that yeah, they yeah. they seem to feel that there is on instagram um oh, that's that's really cool yeah loving it and uh then uh, you mentioned you got noticed by rafa mm-hmm. um this was prior to the sponsorship this year they made a little um they made an article about the whole thing isn't it an instagram post rather yeah that's right so, so what's the reaction been in the wider commu- cycling community it seems to have you know what it, it's 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 reinforced my long-standing view that generally most people are very good irrespective of their religious leanings yeah right some of them the biggest support i've had has been has equally been from the non-Muslim community. Okay. I'm yeah. So, so you're right in terms of. So I make no qualms about it. The Fasted Five Hundred is a, it's a, it's a brazen spin-off of the Festive Five Hundred. Yeah. So it's been absolutely inspired by Rafa, and I make no apologies for that. I think they were onto something remarkable. Yeah. And I really enjoyed doing the the Festive Five Hundred a couple of times, but it clearly isn't for everybody. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So last year, um, Jess Morgan from from Rafa um got in touch to say that um she's a follower of the uh, fasted 500 and that she thinks it's really cool which was nice um and that she wanted to do kind of an Instagram post about it um so she sent me some kit which was I was very grateful to receive yeah, yeah, yeah. um and um uh we went down to the local lagoon where it was quite surreal, so I had to get my wife to take photos of me posing on my bike. She's still not letting me forget that. It's quite funny. Yes. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, we had. It's just nice. It's it's nice because I find that um, compared to all the other cycling brands that I'm aware of, nobody, in my opinion, has done more for Muslim visibility than Rafa, and that's not just. Um, overt muslim representation on pr campaigns but it's also um things that they don't get pr for yeah and an example for that would be 
they invited Cycle Sisters, members of Cycle Sisters, who we know as the excellent grassroots organisation yeah. in London, um, and myself to their More Than Circles, oh, uh, yeah. basically a party that they had um, at their Soho clubhouse. It was invite only, but it was it, the, the the reason for that was to celebrate the London cycling community. Oh, okay. Right? So inviting practicing Muslims yeah. to something like that shows that you are being invited to the table, so to speak. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's not good. That, that won't be plastered on billboards. Yes. But yeah, that yeah. still holds weight for the community. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Rafa aside, um, other, you've, uh, caught the attention of many other brands and recently bikepacking.com and yeah, it's been, I'm going to be honest with you. All of this has been unsolicited. Yeah. So I'm not a social media mogul. Uh, I would argue otherwise. But I don't on. know. My personal account, I have 82 followers. Oh, right? Forget your personal account. So um, I I don't know how these things work in terms of the other, in, you know, <laughs> about how to approach. But one thing I was very clear at the start of, I was not going to go cap in hand to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not because of pride, but because if people see merit in what I'm doing, then they are free to approach the fasted 500 if they want to sponsor us or work collaboratively so brands if you're listening now's now's your chance yeah <laughs> free plug there i'm for handing you, him a, i'm handing Janaid a 10 pound note as we speak um so yeah my point being is that i wasn't going to go cap in hand let if people see merit in it they can come to us and you know what they have done and, and, and as you mentioned a recent example of kind of pr would be bikepacking.com who have like a, a humongous readership massive um, massive following right massive and also like I'm into that kind of cycling. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for me, that's like really you, cool. You, you nailed it, basically. Like, that was really cool. And, and, and Lucas, um, Lucas, is, I think, is one of the editors, reached out to me after I had uploaded this year's roundel to say um, we'd love to release more information about it. So, yeah, thank you for getting in touch. And, um, yeah, I guess and extending our reach, really. Yeah, I'm done So mm. we're where's what's the next step though like um you've got all these brands coming on mm. you've got one challenge do mm. you envisage creating more yeah well i have a full-time job you yeah. see yeah, yeah. I'm quite a, well i've got two kids and um i i think people value the grassroots um nature of the challenge and the authenticity behind it I think if it were to become corporate yeah. somehow, I think it would lose some of its like um, innate kind of attraction. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it would. So, no, I don't have any plans as such to make more challenges. Somebody has said, for example, that you could do a fasted six in Shawal. Oh, yeah. Um, so that could be a possibility. I haven't yeah. really thought too much about it. It's yeah. quite close to... Ramadan, arguably, you could say that the Malikis would disagree and say mm. that actually the min from Shawwal actually extends until the next Ramadan. So I don't know. It's it's fascinating when it comes to some of these Muslim challenges about like the nuances that you get from the different schools. And I've had to put something on our FAQs about how do I, what's my opinion on moon sighting? When does oh, the yeah. challenge oh, even wow. start? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a it's self police the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, basically. So it's um, it's a self certification challenge. Look. In terms of when it starts, it starts when you start, right? So there isn't a hard, there's no hard and fast thing, but yeah, there's there is an FAQ about what my 
what the challenges position is on moon sighting. And for example, people may say <laughs> celebrate Eids on different days. Yeah. So um, personal preferences aside, I've got something on the website which kind of deals with that. Yeah. But yeah, it's all good. So uh, we touched on it earlier. Um, part of the four or five pound for the round door goes to a charity uh, or a charitable cause. Mm. Last year you supported... I think it was Cycling Sisters Bristol. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they are... Um, I think they they form part of the Bristol Muslim Cultural Society, kind of a a bunch of really great people in Bristol who do good things, really. Um, so Cycling Sisters Bristol um, are, again, a, a very a grassroots initiative based in Bristol and who aim to promote cycling amongst marginalised communities, including Muslim women. And it's, it's for those also who are just starting out, who may not have had the opportunity to ride bikes when they were young, um, or whom cycling was denied as a hobby based on like unfounded cultural norms. So they get people into that. And um, so it was our pleasure to support them last year. But the good thing about kind of being independent and being a, being quite nimble is that we can change our like charities year, year by year. So this year I've chosen the Bristol Bike Project. So that's a, a community interest company based in Bristol. And they help, they're not specifically Muslim, they help everybody and anybody like they rehome like and rejuvenate unwanted bikes and get them back out into the community they help refugees um they help everyone basically okay alhamdulillah and uh, those refugees can be colored or <laughs> <laughs> depends if they're civilized or not my friend very tongue-in-cheek very topical um uh, yeah, yeah. So, so um with the challenge going forward um you you continue you're going to continue at least this one, isn't it? And just uh, whether you're not, whether or not you create a new one, this one is going to continue. I think the faster 500, yeah, yeah, barring any like unforeseen circumstances, yeah, I think the plan is to continue it. Look, I mean, for so long as there is community support for it, the challenge will continue. Um, because we're not reinventing the wheel each year, it's yeah. quite from an administrative perspective, it's quite easy to maintain. You're saying it's easy, but. Mm. Um, it's an Instagram challenge almost. Hmm. What has been challenges on Instagram just generally? Like I'm talking about time-wise and do, do you find it's a mentally is, is challenging or is it something that you find easy that comes naturally hmm. to you? Yeah, well, to be honest, I, um, it's... I ask this because I found Instagram is a drain on me mentally hmm. and just, you know, um, time time consuming hmm. as well. It's... Hmm. It, it takes up a lot of mental space and time as well. So I was just wondering what's your journey? Yeah, then? yeah, it's a good question. I think, um, so I don't really, I've got, as I mentioned previously, like I've only got, I've got a personal account, which has a very, very small following. And then I've got my, the Fasted 500 page. I use the Fasted 500 page to document things that I kind of genuinely find interesting about bikes, not just about Muslim stuff, but like, frame builders and all the rest of it so i find it that's the kind of stuff i'm into anyway so it yeah. feels less of a burden so to speak um and i find it quite nice to be able to interact with like-minded people um so yes it can be time consuming but it's all about front loading like socials um so this year our ramadan ruminations series i'm almost front loading them i'm recording yeah, them now yeah. with our participants and then releasing them through ramadan because 
what I don't want to do is for the Fasted 500 to detract from the essence of the month. Yes. Right. Yeah, that yeah. would be, that would be quite sad, really. So, um, yeah, no, I, I quite enjoy it, and I'm into bikes anyway and stuff, so it's quite, it feels like an extension of that hobby. Yeah, I'm going to. So, um, you use your Instagram account as well, I'm going to it's good on you, um, to highlight women's inequality. Mm. Um, that's what I've got from it anyway. Um, mm. Why is that important? Why are you using, say, Fasted 500 or mm. such an account to highlight that? Why, why is that yeah. important to you? I just think it's, like, completely intertwined with our dean right yep. justice like yes. the overarching notion of justice um and i think that justice isn't simply to people who look like us or who um share the same religion as us right i mean allah tells us many times in the quran to be to stand for justice even if it's against ourselves yes. and against our parents right yeah. Yeah, yeah. um so i think if i've been given a very modest platform um, then it's an obligation to use that platform to, I guess, not only to highlight injustices, because I think to a, to a certain extent anybody can do that, but it's to um, maybe show what we're doing about them. Okay. Um, and in, in terms of women generally, I think um, you don't have... We don't you don't have to be muslim to recognize the fact that for the majority of human history women have had a very raw deal and they continue to have a very raw deal right whether that's amongst muslim communities whether it's amongst other communities whether you're talking about the gender pay gap whether you're talking about the fact that women have the unpaid contribution of women yes on an annual basis exceeds that of the is more than the financial sector yeah, yeah. right so yeah. i just think that when when you're faced with things like that then it's only human of you to to highlight them really yeah so i was just going to go into you do you not only highlight women's projects and inequalities you also do it for other muslim organizations and other uh, injustices um, mm. will you continue to use your platform and do you think it's still important to do that you, I guess in some ways you answered that but do you think it's important to continue doing that on your page basically mm, yeah well I guess arguably using Fasted 500 as a yeah, front yeah arguably there's probably two things you could say about it the, the naysayers would say no this should be a Ramadan cycling challenge only in which case one of the answers to that would be okay Yes, you could do that, but then it would involve deactivating the account for the other 11 months of the year. Yeah. I don't think anybody would really benefit from that. I sought to get some feedback at the end of Ramadan last year to say, what do you guys want me to do after this challenge? Do you want me to bumble along and post random bits of content that I find interesting, which has a Muslimy theme or a cycling theme? Or do you want me to just go quiet for the next 11 months? There's no skin off my nose. The, the, the overwhelming feedback was people appreciated um the content that i was that i've happened to find interesting um, and they wanted it to continue so i've done so and i guess in the process what i've done is i've been on certain events and i've provided feedback i've tried to demystify certain areas of cycling for people who may not otherwise have been involved in them yeah um so so i think the people have spoken really in terms of last year they want they see merit in it 
but I personally think that um, our yeah our followership seems to be on the increase um, fairly consistently. Um, and I think what's that? Twelve hundred followers. Now? Something like that. Yeah, twelve hundred and something. Yeah. Still fairly small, but is, there's yeah. room to grow, isn't it? But there? then again, if you look at it, we only Muslims are what three percent of the UK's yeah, population. Yeah, yeah. But you've got an international following. Well, you? that's true. Yeah, yeah, we do. But I guess also it takes. It's quite a specific challenge, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Absolutely. almost have to know about the Rafa thing in order to kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so going back to your question as to is it appropriate for a challenge for a challenge like this to, I guess, be highlighting other injustices? I think so. I don't think there are any other Muslim cycling pages out there like yeah, ours. Absolutely. I don't think there are. You have the occasional. You have, you know, a Muslim cycling page, um, which posts like sp- sporadic content. But there's no, like, we're deeply into cycling. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're really into it. Um, yeah. But I don't think there's another page out there. So I think, yeah, I'll continue to do what I'm doing. If I'm touching a nerve, um, then... You're doing the correct thing. Then. <laughs> yeah, well, if I'm touching the nerve, then yeah. maybe it's for people to... Um, I don't know. If you're not touching Re- nerves, then you well, know, well, you're not doing your job correctly. Yeah, well, it's no. to reassess, isn't it? Because if you're touching a nerve, something is, something is up. And therefore, actually, is it a question of us being introspective and thinking, hold on a minute, why is this touching a nerve for yeah. me? Um yeah no, right um so that wraps up our podcast but i put out a post and um i've got some feedback from some of our listeners and they have some questions for you i guess in some ways you already asked, asked answered this question but uh one of the question was you have a great network beyond just the muslim asian community how have you been received by the non-muslim community and uh have you experienced any challenges and what were they or what are they in terms of a network there's no such thing as a network, honestly. This social media thing is very um I don't say quite fickle. Yeah. Like there are some really, really nice there are some really nice people out there who have like Catherine Bikes oh, yeah. is really worth mentioning because she's the one who originally put me in touch with Chris at Araf to get the round all sorted. Uh, and I guess that's what took you took off. Yeah. The first yeah. yeah. So it's like really helpful, genuine, authentic people um in the wider cycling community who who see merit in the challenge so there's been people like that who have been who have been really good but i wouldn't say i have an extensive network at all yeah i'm just yeah (laughs) yeah but i think in terms of um what was the other part of the question any challenges any challenges um um, i think in terms of challenges as with anything i think um as human beings we tend to um we tend to forget that interacting on social media really should be no different than interacting in person and that includes affording the person that you're speaking to etiquette and adab and the niceties that you would when interacting with somebody in person i have tended to find on a couple of occasions um people have been um it's quite easy to forget that when we're in you know social media is very instant it's very Instant, no- instant notifications, instant gratification. I think, yeah, most, some people would do well to remind themselves of Islamic etiquette and just general human etiquette in terms of interacting. But no, I haven't, I haven't otherwise faced any material issues. Yeah. Um, another one then. Uh, you're very passionate about Fasted 500 and what you do. What drives your passion and what mo- motivates you 
and why? Oh, what drives my passion? I just really like bikes. Yeah. And um, I think Islam is massively misrepresented in the media. Yeah, so I think those two things form quite a powerful like, driving force because I feel as if um, a lot of the people that you find that speak for Muslims in the media don't really speak for Muslims. Yeah. Like if you go to a local grassroots community, you'll soon realise that most people are serving their own agendas. And I hope that this is a, a breath of fresh air, really, in terms of giving some authentic content. And um, yeah, in terms of just being really into bikes, something I really enjoy. <laughs> That's ultimately what it is. Right? We're all just nerds about bikes right. and cycling. So. Right, That's it. We're nerds about what we just, but we just happen you know, we happen to be Muslim and therefore our take on certain things is therefore maybe a bit different or, yeah. Um, so another question. Uh, do we feel as a community we do enough to raise that w raise awareness of Ramadan and about why we do it and what it's about? And what's your advi advice to those who find it challenging to talk about? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. I guess really. whether at work, at school or whatever, really. Yeah, um, I think the older I get, the less I care about what people think, right? I'm in my mid-30s now, so I'm no means over the hill, but the less I genuinely care about what people think. And I think our friend Kamran, Kamran Malik, cycling for needy, he was recently on a Ramadan ruminations um, episode with us, and he said something similar, that actually it doesn't really matter what people think, right? Um, but in terms of our kind of confidence building in talking about Ramadan, most most people are good people out there. And if you want to speak to them about Ramadan in a specific context, then generally people are willing to hear things. Yeah. Like one in five people in the world is a Muslim. Yes, so, which is um, madness when you think about right? it. Right, so it, it it's just normal education for people to be familiar with what Ramadan entails. Um, in terms of the other question about speaking to people about it um just be wary of your audience i would say um you know it's a it's a sunnah to speak with people in a way which they can understand yes right? yeah and to speak with different audiences in a different way that best serves their needs so just be mindful about who you're speaking to speaking about ramadan too right um and you'll be surprised i think most people are willing to hear these things and are quite open-minded uh last question someone had an interest into your bike history so you touched upon it but you forgot perhaps my favorite bike of yours which was the titanium one um <laughs> yeah yeah so just you went through bmx mountain bike mm. and then you, you had a proper road bike, effectively, but it wasn't carbon. Yeah, that's right. So oh, had, actually, it was gravel. Was yeah, it a gravel it was, bike? It was an Enigma Escape, so it was a gravel bike. Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. So I've never quite fitted into the roadie mould, unfortunately. No, um, so yeah, some well, bike history. Some, I had a BMX back in the day, Diamondback Skin Dog 2002 edition or something. That was, I don't know what happened to that bike, actually. Yeah. Then I had an Orange 5 full sus mountain bike. Um, and then when I quote unquote quote when i quote unquote got into cycling i had a shand there's a it's a scottish I've heard of it yeah scottish manufacturer it was before they were um sold to the liberty metals group i think so shand stota which was basically a touring bike it was too big it was just massively too big for me um so i ended up 
selling that um, and I got the Enigma. So Enigma were a UK titanium specialist. You're a proper patriot, isn't it? Well, you say that. I'm just tucking in my union flag into my pocket right now. Um, well, well, you say that. So I had, I had the um, Enigma um, carbon forks on that bike, actually, okay. but a titanium frame. But personally, I found it so rigid. Really? Like coming from a skinny tubed steel oh, yes. shand going to a titanium. But, you know, you you hear about titanium being this famed... Um, steel metal. but lighter, in it? Yeah. That's, that's what I... I didn't, I didn't glean that. My experience of it was that it was uber rigid, like you could feel everything through oh, really? the forks and the. F uh, the reason for that, I think, is because the tubes were quite oversized. Okay. If you check the Enigma Escape, yeah, I think it was. I've got an 20... Enigma. Have uh, you? It's okay. a, uh, Isona. Oh, okay. Steel road bike. Oh, lovely. Beautiful. Oh, right? really? It's steel. Uh, but mm. so when I have titanium in my mind, or what, what the marketing tells mm. us is, it's as good as steel, but it's lighter. Mm. So it's like. Now you're you're. Well, maybe maybe it's just my bad experience of it. I wouldn't say bad, but but it was a lovely bike. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Um, but I could feel, especially on gravel, like it was just super uncomfortable in gotcha. the sense that I could feel every. And I had a carbon seat post. Okay. On it, which you would hope would yeah, stop yeah, some yeah. of that. But I think it was due to the massively like quite oversized tubes. I don't know if you were to take a Moots, for example, um, their tube sets might be slightly thinner or something yeah. that might work better but i didn't it was fast ish for me i didn't really get on with it had it for a couple of years you kept up with me so. yeah that's right that's where <laughs> i first came across you wasn't it on that on that bob slough yes national Nash, slough yeah, national yeah, yeah, yeah. when i rocked up on my 38c yes. gravel and, type. yeah i was trying to trying to drop you at that time i was trying to drop everyone i was like look over my shoulder and you're still down like crap he's <laughs> he's on this like gravel bike with fat tires and like he's, he's next to me i got work to do you know <laughs> That rustling is just me handing Junaid another ten. <laughs> um, I had so I had the um, I had the Enigma, a lovely, nice bike. Just was was a little bit uncomfortable for me. And then what did I do? And then I sold it for a surly, for a cross check. Yeah. yeah. So a cross check is a twenty-one-year-old steel frame made by surly oh, as in they sell it as twenty-one years old, or yeah, it's had no it's had no it's had no material updates since their like catalogue of like from, from the year 2000 so it's a steel taiwan made uh taiwan made bike um skinny tubes v brakes um just lovely yeah super comfortable bike i loved it and i think it was that surly that gave me the inspiration to kind of go custom so there were a couple of things about that surly that i wasn't massively keen on some of the geo about it so i went to pi pi manson um who runs clandestine in Bristol and asked him to build me a frame set, frame forks and a stem based on that cross check, but with some tweaks, slightly a bit more upright geometry. I wanted dynamo lighting. I wanted a couple of custom motifs on there. And Full mud guards, rim brakes. Yeah, yeah, rim brakes. Save the rim brake. Yeah, rim brakes are cool, <laughs> right? They don't squeal. They don't squeal, right? I was on my ogre the other day and it rained, and I realised how loud squeaky disc brakes are. I do like disc brakes. They don't get me wrong, but I just think there is a. I, there's, a, there's a, a lovely simplicity about rim brakes. So yeah, I, so I've got the clandestine, which um, is basically kind of an ideal bike, really. Why is it brown, though? I just really Please. like the earthy tones. Like, it's chocolate brown. So it's, it's, um, <laughs> which I've never seen. A, well, I'm trying to think. I've never seen a bike that's brown. That's brown. I just really like the earthy. It's quite earthy. The, okay, so one of my inspirations for that behind that color choice was um, 
there's a European bike brand called Monk, Monk Bike okay. Works, yeah. um, based, I think, in Germany. And if you go onto their Instagram feed, they've got a lovely take on very earthy tones for their bikes. So sage greens, kind of forest greens, okay. dark like, seen, brick yeah. reds, um, browns. And I just really... Yeah, I just quite liked it. Okay. So yeah, chocolate brown. It's certainly it's certainly a marmite color for sure. One of the positives is the fact that people may not give it a second look if they're thinking about stealing a bike because yeah. it's, <laughs> they may not consider it to be particularly attractive. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. I, I really like it. Zahir, it's been a pleasure, bro. Thank you for inviting me to your home. No, thank you so much. And I guess yeah, thank you for doing what you're doing with Gapped. I think it's a much needed. Um, thing for our community and something that i think that gets overlooked is the fact that it's really important to have a com a respected like community-led voice where people like us feel as if we're being accurately represented um so thank you for for filling that gap really well and may you have lots of success inshallah just starting jazakallah bro